episode number two, first episode on Spotify of the Three Bagger Podcast. Co-host here, J-Rob Central. I'm famed Fryer. We got a lot on the agenda. As the hot stoves, it's starting to get hot. There's some signings happening. There's some there's some stuff going down. So let's go ahead and you know hop into it. First of all, how are you doing today, Justin? I'm doing great. I love that intro because you're shaking your hands all over the place, but like no one's gonna see that. Incredible <laughs> stuff. Incredible. <laughs> I get used but... to the man. I get used to the mannerisms for my videos. Like even today, I, re- I recorded a video talking about the Padres needing a starting pitcher. And I was doing this, but I didn't even, I didn't show my face. I just put like Blake Snell pitching over it. Yeah. I used to do podcasts and uh, at some point, like there was that difference. Like I used to act like I was in my videos, but then like after like the fifth or sixth one, it was like ASMR, like super close to the microphone, like fucking <sighs> reading to it, dude. You're going to get used to that. It's insane. Gotta find, find the balance. Gotta find the balance. Let's start with the biggest news of the day. Jose yeah. Abreu. Three years, 60 mil to the Astros. Mm. Well, how do you feel about that? Don't like it. I don't like it at all. Um, this dude, what? He's, is he like 60 years old by now? Um, three What's years the- is way too long. It should have been a one-year deal. And nowhere near 20 million. Nowhere near it. Though the interesting thing is I was like, oh, Yuli Guriel's like the same age, whatever. Yuli Guriel's 39. <laughs> God, dude. It's unreal. I mean, I don't know what why you would replace with a dude of similar age and with less power. I don't I don't get it. But um, you have a short left field. You have a short right field. Maybe something can happen there. You can see more power with him, more home runs. I wonder what his home run count would be if he played in Houston last 22. year. Twenty two versus what? How many did he have? Like 15? 15. Yep. Okay. That might be something there. Not going to lie. Higher OPS. You never know. He had a good OPS. He had an 834 OPS. Like It could be somewhere in the 870s, 880s if he played with the Astros last year. Then it's worth 20 million a year. Um, other teams that were interested, the Cubs, the White Sox, obviously, the Padres. The Padres, mm-hmm. quote, called them their number one free agent target. But, I mean, clearly they weren't trying hard enough for a number one target. The Red Sox, and one that I forgot to add, the Guardians apparently made a formal three-year offer. Mm. That's been reported by Bleacher Report. So, What's the value of the three years with this guy? I don't know. what. What's the obsession? Like, listen, I don't, I'm not an MLB exec. They know better than me. But, like, in my opinion, like, I, I research it pretty heavy. And it's like, yeah, the guy's like, he's a great baseball player. He's a viable DH option. But, like, the dude's going to be 39. There's no going up from where he's at. He's peaked. He peaked in 2020. He's going to be 39 by the end of this contract. Yeah. So that's crazy. We got another signing on the radar as well. Ex-San Diego Padre, the man that couldn't record an out in the NLCS, Mike Clevenger, going to the White Sox one year, $12 million. Let's discuss this because this is interesting to me. I actually like this one a lot. Okay. I'm not kidding. I'm really not. Uh, Sounds similar happened with Johnny Cueto last year. Mm -hmm. Uh, He got signed later on in the season though. Like it was some point, I believe in like June when he got called up with the White Sox and he actually had a phenomenal year. Mm -hmm. Um, 
think Clevenger is going to start uh, opening week, not opening day, obviously, because there's better starters, but yeah. he might be number four, number five. And uh, I think he's going to have, you know, a year. It's not going to be like something that was in his prime, but it's definitely going to be better than last year. I'm going to try my best to throw the Padre bias out the window. I was a big Clevenger guy when he came over and I was a big Clevenger guy when it was when he came like just all the way up until the NLCS. I kind of could tell like, dude, this guy can't fucking pitch in the postseason because I went to that game when he started game one against the Dodgers and I saw him warming up. I was like, mm-hmm. yank slider, yank slider, pull fastball. I'm like, uh oh, this is not good. Yeah. But either way, the market's very expensive. So I see how he got 12 million. But the big thing is the dude just had his third Tommy John. Three. Like I don't know where what other ligaments they're putting into his elbow. Like originally they take one out of your foot. Originally, I don't I maybe his other elbow or maybe his dog sacrificed their ligaments. Maybe. I have no clue where they're finding ligaments to put in his body. But hey, I mean he's not a bad pitcher. He's just not going to, he's not going to be special anymore. The best he's going to be is mediocre. And I don't think he's gonna be able to perform the playoffs when that White Sox team needs a, a playoff pitcher. They don't like, I guess Lance Lynn's a playoff pitcher, but that's one Lance Lynn's a three on a world series winning team. You know, so. what I've noticed um, how I think the White Sox really scout for pitching is if they throw strikes or not. Um, Clevenger's walks per nine this last season was 2.8. His average is 3.3, so a little bit lower than his average season. So he's still being able to throw strikes. Lance Lynn's known for throwing fastballs down the fucking middle. G. Lito throws changeups, fastballs, fastballs, high strikes, changeups, low strikes. Um, Dylan Cease, you know, sometimes has problems with it. Michael Kopech is really working tremendously on his control. So I see why they're scouting like this. Johnny Cueto was a fun was a stud. He's a stud. Okay. There's nothing else to talk about that. Okay. We all know how I think about Johnny Cueto. Um, but back to Clevenger, he throws strikes still. If they're able to find something out with his off speed, he might, you know, he might actually be a number two, number three starter by the end of the year for the White Sox. He's just, he's just got that like Tommy John picks mix where it's like a eh, lifeless fastball, but 94 can get by people. Mm-hmm. His slider doesn't really move. He has an above average changeup. Like it, he's not the same pitcher at all. So I got a question for you. How are you able to look up uh pitch repertoire and like uh the percentages of like usage? How, like, his usage? Baseball yeah. Saviant. But I mean I, I can tell you, Clevenger, they tried teaching him a sinker and cutter this year, and it just it didn't really work. Okay. He his cutter was decent, like he used his cutter a decent bit but it wasn't like anything like crazy in terms of his pitch usage, I believe. Yeah. So four seam 36% of the time slider, 20% sinker, 15 cutter, 14% change up less than 10 and curveball 3.4. When I believe, let me change this to 2020. He used his curveball a lot more in 2020. Yeah. He used it 12% of the time. He never, he didn't even throw a sinker in, in uh, 2020. He uses fastball about the same, the slider about the same, just with increased use of the curveball. So yeah. hey, maybe and the curveball, I believe, was also a strikeout pitch. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's he's just he's just it's he's he's three Tommy Johns in, you know? That's all you can say. Yeah. 
the other signing this week, I believe, I'm not positive. I'm going to double check real quick, but we'll we'll talk about that anyways. But yeah. we'll talk about this signing because it's the only other signing that I've heard of, to be frankly honest. Mm-hmm. And Trevor got signed before we started this up. But um, we'll talk about Julio Tehran coming back to America. He pitched in Tijuana last year. And I don't know if you remember this guy on the Braves, but he had like he was like he was promising on the Braves like 10 years ago. He's only 31. He's younger than Jacob DeGrom. He's been pitching since 2013 in Major Mm -hmm. League Baseball. Um, But man, can that guy that guy's fastball sucks. His his sliders okay, But the big thing in terms of value for Padre fans out there, in my mind, is the guy eats innings. He's thrown over 200 innings several times in his career. So the the mo and i saw this old clip from mlb network and it was really speaking to me when i was researching talking about padre pitching in a video i uploaded today um sorry <laughs> um the video the video was basically saying that aj preller likes to have six even seven people in the rotation like if you remember at the beginning of last year he had you darvish blake snell mackenzie gore uh, Joe Musgrove, Nick Martinez, Sean Mania, Mike Clevenger. That's like six, seven guys. Yeah. So he likes to have that and he likes, and it's kind of smart because it keeps your starters healthy because you need your top end starters to be healthy in the postseason. So, I mean, the guy's a depth piece. Um, there's not a lot to say. I was looking at his stats when he was in Mexico. It was, it was actually like abysmal. Like he had a five ERA for the Tijuana Toros. Yeah, he pitched like four innings for Monterey, which I don't. I think that may be even a minor league affiliate of Tijuana. I'm not sure exactly, and he pitched good there. I don't know, but I guess some people think he's gonna be a reliever, which doesn't make sense to me. I think he's just no, gonna be, not at all. He's gonna be an up and down guy eating innings, right? Because he only throws 91 miles per hour yeah. on a good day. So yeah. it's like I don't understand how you can see him as bullpen depth especially late in the game. If you have a starter come in, uh, where did he sign? I completely just blanked uh, to the Padres. You have guys in that bullpen that are throwing 99 to 100, okay? Mm-hmm. And then you have that guy come in, throw 90? I like Sure, Nick Martinez had a great year, but, like, I I don't know. I, I You can't trust everyone. I don't like this signing at all. Um, the Tehran signing? Yeah. I'm not sure about it, really. Mm-hmm. Now, another signing that happened before we literally, when I was peeing, I looked at my phone and I saw this. Drafted by the Padres, ex-giant. Oh, ex-giant. <laughs> Trevor Gott signs with the Mariners. Mm-hmm. I don't really know. To, I don't think he pitched that many innings this year. I'm not an expert on Trevor Gott. I'm not going to act like I'm an expert on Trevor Gott. But, yeah. Um, age 30 season i don't think he pitched that many innings this year pitch repertoire cutter four seam sinker curve change up relies heavily on his cutter and four seam uh 66 percent of the time with a sinker at 21 percent of the time so basically 80 percent of the time he's throwing a fastball yeah and he's got a curveball and a change up in the change up he's only thrown eight he only threw eight times this season so the thing is, is that uh he's not Lance Lynn, so I don't know why he's throwing so many fastballs. Doesn't make any sense to me. But if I can look at spin rate, I think he is well below average. Yeah, 
He's in the fifth percentile for curve spin. Yeah, so he's probably oh. just trying to avoid using breaking stuff. Yeah. I mean, teach the guy a slider. Teach him a slider, I guess. I don't know. He pitched how he threw 761 pitches. It's not telling me how many innings he pitched. Yeah. But um, yeah, signing with the Mariners, I believe, which is interesting. The Mariners, you know, they traded away a big bullpen piece to get Teoscar Hernandez about mm-hmm. a week, two weeks ago. Correct. So, hey, whatever it takes, man. Uh, another transaction that happened, and I believe we did not talk about this. Hunter Renfro to the Angels. Oh, yeah, that's right. We have not talked about that at all. So I'm a big Hunter Renfro guy. I think that Hunter Renfro is underrated because the guy hits hits about 250, but he gives you 30 bombs and exceptional defense. Oh, yeah, he throws the ball in. Like from right field to third base, like is incredible. <laughs> He's got an absolute cannon. Yes. And the the people they gave up, they gave up no one for Hunter Renfro, by the way. They mm. gave up absolutely nothing. They gave up Jansen Junk. That's a sick pitching name right there. That's pretty fucking sick. He's a reliever. Elvis Pagaro and Adam Seminaris. I'm pretty sure Elvis Pagaro is the best of the bunch. Jansen Junk had an 8 ERA and threw 80, like 89, 87, I heard. I don't know. I mean, this was a salary dump at the end of the day. I think any yeah. team does competing, they should have been in on Hunter Renfro. And um hey, good for the good for the Angels. They're winning the offseason again. Well, I mean, you can keep winning the you can keep winning it. But <laughs> all that matters is is that when you come the regular season, you start off as one of the hottest teams and then you fall apart during the summer and you can't recover from it. That's what you're gonna talk about. You're not gonna talk about signings like this. Well, the big thing is the battle of the AL West in April is going to be insane, dude. That, oh, you got absolutely. Four, you got four teams I think you got all, I think four teams, I almost said all five, uh, four teams can uh, absolutely get it done and uh, have a chance at a playoff spot, 100%. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, but, but I want to see the Rangers sign a pitcher. I want to see them sign someone. They need an ace, and uh, we'll get we'll get into Jacob DeGrom later in the video. Yeah. Um, we got some free agency rumors to talk about now. Yep. Aaron Judge met with the Giants and Dodgers this week. Giants were in person, Dodgers over Zoom. I don't know if you really care about if it's over Zoom or in person, if that makes a difference to you. If you think maybe he doesn't give a fuck, who knows? And I believe the the Dodgers made a formal offer to him okay. for a contract. And it was he, they severely lowballed him. It was like two two ten. Wow, it was like eight years two ten when his original offer from the Yankees was two eighty. So yeah, those so, numbers are going to line up. I think it is important uh, in person versus Zoom. Um, it doesn't have to do anything with the Giants or the Dodgers. Is that Aaron Judge made the decision between two cities, and he decided to go in person for one. Yeah, supposedly he was, he was there because he was visiting family in um the Bay Area because that's where he's from. So take that with a grain of salt. What's the value of him from the Bay, Bay, Bay Area? Yeah, there could be an influence there. Absolutely. Um, I Honestly, I'm fine with 
him not going to the Giants, he just better not go to the Dodgers. I don't I think he he probably feels embarrassed by the Dodgers offer, you know? 100%. Because the Yankees gave him way, way higher a number, right? Yeah, they gave him about $70 million more, and they supposedly made a new offer, but we're unsure what the offer is. It's not public. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah, pretty, pretty crazy. Next <laughs> next player, we got Wilson Contreras. Heavy it, interest from Cardinals and Astros. This was posted by a Dominican correspondent. Um, this guy actually was the guy that broke the news on the Soto trade. So I trust him. He's not verified on Twitter, but I trust him. Um, and he's really good with with uh, players from down in the Dominican Republic, Puerto Rico. Ven- I believe Wilson Contreras is from Venezuela, right? Um, I think so. But yeah, heavy interest from the Cardinals and Astros. And it's been reported that the Astros want to add another bat. The Cardinals need someone to replace Yachty. I, yeah. I'm- I think I think Wilson Contreras doesn't get paid, but everyone thinks they didn't get paid, you know, like like Manny Machado money for some reason, or you know that that like thirty million a year line, which I think Wilson Contreras is great, but um, I don't know about thirty million a year. No, nope, not at all. I don't see a long contract with him as well. Um, I would maybe see like a four year, three year, uh, like a forty five to fifty million contract. Mm-hmm. Um. And it's kind of surprising that during the trade deadline, both these teams were interested in in him as well. Top two, you know. Yeah. And, yeah. Back and the, the, the Cubs were holding out, hoping they were gonna get a better offer. And then they ended up with nothing. It's like yeah. like I don't I don't get it. Like I don't get that. Why would you do that? I hate it. That's why I wish we traded Carlos Rodon. You know, yeah. so now it, now he's probably gonna walk. He's right. gonna walk. Yeah. Uh next player to discuss. Xander Bogarts. This is the first shortstop we have kind of more official news on, I feel like. I feel like it's just like interest. But um, supposedly the Padres are very interested in him. And uh, Pedro Martinez had a gala about a week ago or around a week ago. Xander Bogarts was there. Juan Soto was there. And Juan Soto was actively recruiting Xander Bogarts to the Padres. He said something on stage like one of these guys is going to be in San Diego next year. I know he's going to make the right decision. And the only active player there was Xander Bogarts that he was talking about. Apparently, I don't I don't know the exact details. This is from a Red Sox reporter from mm-hmm. the Boston Globe, I, I believe, reported it. But hey, yeah. that's I mean, I was looking at Xander Bogarts's numbers. He's severely underrated. Oh, he always is. He always has been. He, he's one he's very uh, Anthony Rendon esque when it comes to the, you know, to his value. Yeah, not not Anthony Rendon esque. He can stay on the field at least. Very true. So I mean that's cool. That's cool. I'll take that. Next one, I heard Jacob Degrom. The Mets are the clear front runner for Degrom and would be shocked if he doesn't return. That was mm-hmm. the quote. I mean. They have the money. I don't know why they wouldn't be able. I don't know why it's so surprising that he wasn't going to like you know come back. I don't know. That's yeah. Just, I think I the. Think, I honestly think it's just reporting. Um, they're trying to find excitement over any little thing, and Degrom oh, is going to be a, a clear. He's going to be clearly going back to New York. 
Um, they just want excitement for Texas Rangers and all that crap. But in all honesty, I see the Rangers going for someone like Carlos Rodon. Um, they are definitely not going to go for Jacob DeGrom. They're not ready for that kind of commitment with an ace like that. Um, they need to first worry about the playoffs before they get an ace like that. Hey, Chris Chris Young's pretty wild down there, man. First year as a GM, he spent 600 yeah. mil. Very true. Last offseason, he gave he gave what? Uh, Seager three, 300 and something. He gave Simeon 280, and then he gave like John Gray another 100 mil. Yeah. That's crazy. Nope. Very aggressive, but I don't think they should be committed to an ace like that. Like Seager, Simeon, Gray are all great athletes, but they are definitely a tier below Jacob DeGrom. Yeah, they got, I mean, just like they have to figure out their window. Is it like really like these next three years or our three years? They finished 30 games. So. They finished 30 games below 500. They didn't, they, I think they barely cracked 60 wins, I believe. Their goal but, this no. year is to get 81 wins. That's their goal. Nothing more. It's got to be, I mean, my progression when you're rebuilding is, you know, you, once you start getting the talent like Corey Seager and Simeon, it's break 500, then then be a wild card team the next year. That's what right. I think is. That's when your window starts. And when they they, they, sh- they should have broke 500 this year. I know, but they, they didn't. They to do it. Yep. They, yeah, they won 68 games. And let's not forget, they have, they have a, I mean, they have some pitchers, Martin Perez. They don't yeah. really have that lockdown closer. But they got pitchers. It's, you know, it's nothing crazy. Yeah, and Perez is coming back. He he accepted the qualifying offer. I mean, I thought that was a no-brainer for him. Right. I was kind of surprised that Jock Peterson accepted it because I think Jock could have gotten, you know, two years and less money, but more, you know, more time. Um, but the next pitcher, Nate Eovaldi has seen a lot of interest in multiple-year contracts. Teams with notable interest, Red Sox, Twins, Phillies, Padres, Cardinals, Rangers. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't worry too much about Evaldi until there's like a top two or three, honestly. Um, I still see him in Boston. Uh, they need to be competitive somehow uh, in the AL East. They don't want to be the worst to the worst because that's an embarrassment to them. you know. And mm-hmm. they want to have some value. And uh, yeah, they they want to be there, but the, you know they're not obviously going to look to win. I just think they don't want to be last in the East. And if they get rid of a guy like that, or even Bogarts, Bogarts especially. Yeah, it's just I I don't see it happening. I really don't. Yeah, it's it seems like my understanding from Boston is they hired Chime Bloom, who used to work for the Rays, and buys into that like Moneyball motto, where it's like. Mm-hmm. We need to save money, get players on cheaper contracts, you know, yeah. play. It's like, dude, you're in Boston. You want to go out and sign fucking Aaron Judge? Go out and sign Aaron Judge. Have the market. You have the market size. You have no excuse to not make these moves, but he's trying to like finagle his way through unless ownership's telling him to do that. I don't know, but I would assume that ownership's fine spending. I mean, who did they spend on last offseason? Trevor Story? It's okay. About it. He underperformed. So okay, Trevor Story's okay. He's pretty. I think he's pretty overvalued, but I think it's a great sign for them. It just didn't work out the way they liked, um, and they should have worried more about their bullpen. They should have worried more about their pitching. Um, but I believe, I truly believe, Trevor Story is a great progressive, uh, I guess, investment to that team. Um, but they need to go a different route. 
and keep guys. That should be their story this yeah. offseason. They need they need bullpen help. Right. I mean, their rotation, when their rotation's healthy, it's pretty fucking good. You have Chris Sale, you have Nate Eovaldi, you have Tanner Houck. I don't know if you know who that is. He's oh, I love dirty. him. I love He's him. Dirty. Um and Michael Walker. Who else am I forgetting? But I mean, like, there you add one more pitcher to that. That's a World Series winning rotation. You'd be Carlos um, Rodon. So go to I'm gonna keep saying his name because he's a clear favorite for any of these teams. Like any team looking for a starting pitcher, get a fucking lefty that just pumps gas. Like, go, go for it. Mm-hmm. Next guy we're gonna discuss is a lefty and a lefty that I hate. <laughs> I think Sean we all do. <laughs> Sean Manaya is gaining interest at a rapid rate. Don't say you hate him because wait till you hear the team's interest. Oh, yeah. The Twins, Rangers, Giants, and Royals. Right. Um, mm-hmm. I went on a date this year to the Diamondbacks uh, sometime, I believe, in April. This girl did not know anything about baseball. She didn't even know what a fucking inning was. And we saw Sean Mania pitch. He was throwing, uh, I believe, it was a no-hitter. Not a perfect game, but a no-hitter through seven. The first, yeah, his first start is a, as, a, as a Padre. Yes, and she wanted to leave by like the fifth inning. She was bored. So that that's my story about Shamanaya. I have well, negative thoughts about that man. My, so my story that? with Shamanaya is I saw that first game and I was like, this guy's a fucking stallion. This guy's a hot rod. I like <laughs> this guy. I was like, this guy's sick. Right. And then mm-hmm. you get to the end of the year and he has a second half ERA above nine. Yeah. <laughs> and he allows eight runs and two and a third versus the Royals. Then you're like, what happened to this guy? I don't, I truthfully like, and I remember saying in the moment, I'm like, there is no way, like you must be trying as a team, not just a pitcher, as a team to give up these runs because there is no way you can humanly give up all these runs. Like at some point, someone's going to line out. Someone's going to ground out. It's like, it's the same thing about Clevenger, so. Yeah, but I can understand giving up three, four runs without recording an out. But we're talking about a dude that was giving up nine runs in like an inning and a third. Yeah, like that's terrible. Against the Tigers, not 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 the Phillies, the Tigers. I don't. He used to be like an ace. Yeah, but I he had Tommy John. I know, but like, just like something about the way he pitches, it's just so predictable. Everything's high cutter in the zone, no matter where who's the hitter, no matter what the count is. And it's just, it's, I don't know. I don't know if it's, it's terrible, man, but Hey, people want him. People want him and Clevenger. People are intrigued by him and Clevenger. I've seen people on social media, fans of certain teams going like angel fans wanted Mike Clevenger super bad. Uh, Pirate fans want Sean Manaya super bad. And I'm like, like, why? Yeah. What am I missing? These guys just had their career worst. I mean, I guess that's what they rely on is reclamation projects, but I don't know. That's that's just not not in the mix for me. Uh, next player to discuss the Japanese import, the one that everyone's crazy about. Kodai Sanga has supposedly received an official offer from the Dodgers, the first team to give him an official offer. Five years, seventy million dollars. My prediction was five years, eighty million for him. Seems like the the Dodgers have a little uh, thing with lowballing people right now, but hey, man, they made an offer. At least someone made an offer. Oh, the Giants just made another offer as we speak. 
Huh. Let me double check to make sure this is true. What's that offer to? No, that that is not real. I got fooled. I got fooled by the fake check mark on I Twitter. See. I just saw the check mark and saw the tweet. I've never seen the account. I was like, whoa. I mean, people are trying to say that the Padres and the Dodgers are making counter offers to outdo uh Friedman, but I don't, it doesn't work that way, man. I'm sorry, it doesn't work that way. But yeah, I mean, like I said, he's he's the big he's one of the big dollar pitchers and he's the most intriguing because he could you could pay him 16 million a year and he could be an ace. But there's also plenty of players that have came over from Japan and failed, to be honest. So what whatever your take is, whatever interests you about him, you know? Uh I don't know if you have anything to add on Kodai Senga. Um, I honestly don't. I like how there is a bar already and we're in November. Um, it gives, you know, the whole entire market an idea of how much he could be worth. I think he should be worth a little bit more, uh, but it does set the bar. So I like that. It's getting things to the next step for him. And hopefully baseball fans are going to start looking at him and seeing like what he's all about. That's kind of the only thing I have on him. I think he is going to be one of the last guys to sign in the free yeah. agency. Usually, usually the Japanese players that come over usually are. So I'm going to be more interested in him uh, when the winter meetings start, honestly. Next, um, next week? Yeah. I, I think that's when I'm going to start being more interested in this. I think I'm going to be – I mean, I'm interested in him, but I don't think he's going to sign until, like, January, to be honest. Probably. But, I think I mean, there's going to be more predictable rumors – after the winter meetings and like we can actually see his market opportunity definitely for him but i mean like there's a lot of teams like a lot of teams in the mix for sango also want nate eovaldi so like for example let's say the padres wanted sango and nate eovaldi says yeah this is the contract i want i want to play for you guys boom signs it here we are nate eovaldi's padres are out you know on sango but that's just an example. Uh, the last thing I have to add for this episode is Willie Adamas was seen as a trade target to the Dodgers, but apparently wants an extension with the Brew Crew. That's fine by me. Stay there. <laughs> stay there. Seriously, stay there because um, I think he found a home. Uh, he should stay there for as long as possible, I think, for the rest of his career. Um, the transition between Tampa Bay and Milwaukee he was telling everyone that he couldn't see the goddamn ball. He wasn't hitting well. And then he comes over to Milwaukee, sees the ball, starts hitting the shit out of the fucking baseball. And it was awesome to see him be the morale uh, for the Brewers for the past, you know, season and a half. Um, he is basically, you know, created himself as a franchise player. And yeah. a lot more people are able to see him now uh, and see truly who he is as a superstar for Milwaukee. It's kind of crazy to think about him because he was like, touted as a, a future superstar when he first came up and then you know he lost his position because there's this guy named Juan DeFranco who's in the minor leagues behind him yeah and it's like you know shit sucks yep but uh anything else to add regarding free agency trade rumors anything that you're hearing would, that you'd like to share I, I have one because last episode I talked a lot about my prediction, like the one that I see the most confident that I see like it's going to happen. Uh, Trey Turner to the Phillies. And then today I'm just looking at MLB.com because that's a very frequent source for the majority of MLB fans. 
Uh, November 28th, Turner Phillies signing has good chance to happen. He has been linked to the Phillies throughout the offseason, um, but he's a top target for their free agency because of Bryce Harper with his surgery. So I think that that is going to actually happen still. Can't wait to see that sign happen because I'm going to be so happy with that prediction. Yeah, I think a lot of people are expecting him to go there. Um, another another thing, just saw another report, the Dodgers have inquired about the availability of Willie Adamas again. Um, just kind of going through some stuff here. Franchi Cordero is heading to Japan. Uh, Roberto Osuna signed with the team in Japan. JP Wendell, JB Wendelkin signed with the team in Japan. Oh, we got a lot of just rapper firings and signings to Japan. Um, yeah, here's a little interesting thing. Um, I've got uh six players, these guys aren't really talked about a lot. It's just free agent predictions. It's a part 10 on MLB nerds. You have David Peralta, Kodai Senga, Omar Narvaez, Evan Longoria, Kevin Kiermeyer, and Cesar Hernandez. Um, I want to talk about one of these guys. It's Kevin Kiermeyer, and they have him predicted to go to the New York Mets. Do you think that's a good fit? What do you think about that prediction there? I think that's a pretty good fit. I, I, I think him going there to the Dodgers is a good fit. To the Dodgers? Yeah. Okay. I think, I, th- good fit I think the Mets, man. I really do. That's a good one because if Brandon Nimmo leaves, I think he's going to go to Toronto. Um, They need a center fielder. Kevin Kiermaier, send him there. That'd be kind of cool if I see that. Yeah, that would be very interesting. One more thing I want to add. Just announced today, Miguel Cabrera said he's going to retire after this next season. Uh, Very sad. One of my favorite players all time. Yep. He's a beast. Um, Sergio Romo, 2012, baby. That's all I got to (laughs) say. <laughs> he's a no doubt hall of famer oh by far one, one of the, the best, best hitters that we have in our generation for sure for sure well i think that's just about it for episode number two i think we wrapped it up pretty well pretty nice um if you guys have any questions make sure to follow us on our social medias everything's at fame fryer for me um if you have any questions of course for j rob central let it go um yeah thank you guys so much for watching any final remarks just thank you for having me man loving doing this it's fun no problem all right see ya